if you start off doing content that you don't really like and you don't really know what you're doing yet and then you evolve to a different style of content, then you might end up a bit of what we call lonely land where you're losing listeners and you don't know why. When your content changes, your audience might too. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number 75, a deep dive into calls to action. Today, for episode number 76, we're kind of sort of piggybacking off of that, but not completely. Three reasons you really need to know your audience. So when I'm talking to someone for the first time, maybe it's a podcast breakthrough session, maybe it's a new client... Usually, I want to get to know pretty quickly who are your listeners. What audience are you trying to attract? Who are you? Because usually we attract an audience that's similar to us. And there's so many reasons under this. But it's almost like if you don't know who's coming to the party, you don't know what kind of food to get. If you don't know who's coming to the party, you don't know what kind of music to get ready. If you don't know who's coming to your house... How do you know what movie to pick? If you, don't, if you don't know who you're going out to see, how do you know where you should meet for dinner? Just the clarity around my audience is this type of person who likes this type of thing just helps everything get a little bit more clear. But there's a lot of other intricacies when it comes to that. So today we're going to go through three reasons. Three reasons you really need to know your audience and you need to continue to learn and relearn your audience. Because things can shift, especially if you have a certain guest on and then you're exposed to a new audience that might not be your audience. Things can get wonky there. So the simplest and probably the most obvious one is number one, titles. The titles of your episodes are going to depend very highly on who's listening to these episodes. And you'll notice that when you use a certain word, it does really well. When you don't, when you use a certain word, it doesn't do really well. As I've mentioned in the past, I think a good title is 60% certainty, 40% curiosity, or you can flip those. Maybe 60% curiosity, 40% certainty. That's why I've, I've always liked three ways, three reasons, the number one thing, one thing you can do today to that type of stuff. It's certain that you know you're going to learn something about a specific thing, but the curiosity is you don't know what it is yet. Now, what I will say is don't necessarily use the titles of Podcast Growth You as a as something to, to use for yourself. So don't think that I'm always doing that when I title, because this is a very, very specific and very, very niche thing. So I understand that it's different. It's going to be different naming a podcast about podcasts than it is naming episodes for something else. So I don't want you to see the titles that I choose and say, well, that's not exactly what you said in that episode. It's a little bit different depending on what niche you're in. But as an 
as a deeper understanding, it would benefit you to know that. I don't always do that for the for this podcast. I try to do it for Next Level You more. So the titles. Why? Okay. A lot of people say that they want to get more listens. Oftentimes, getting more listens requires you to get your listeners to listen to more episodes. And anytime you drop an episode that's has a title that's not aligned with your audience or it's not attractive to your audience, it doesn't make your audience want to listen to it, you're losing listens. So again, if you have 100 people who listen or 100 people who check out your podcast every week and only, say, say 100 people are listening to two episodes a month, so you have 200 downloads per month. If you can get all 100 people to listen to the other two episodes based on the titles or the guests or whatever it may be, you're going to get more listens that way. So I like to think of it as getting new people to listen is different than getting the same people to listen more. And we're trying to do those two things at the same time, kind of juggling them. All right, number two, reading the data. So maybe you're on the high end of you check your numbers every day and you obsess over them. Maybe you're on the low end of you don't check your stats enough. You don't look at your podcast host to figure out how many listens you're getting and all that stuff. But here's the thing. Reading the data is way more than just looking at the numbers. It's going into, oh, why did this guest work really well? Why did this guest not work really well? This episode was long. This episode was short. Does that have anything to do with it? The thumbnail on YouTube. There's so many things that go into why something works and why it doesn't. So next week, we're going to talk about are you measuring the right results? So we'll go more into results, not necessarily data. But when you're quote unquote reading the data, you might have a month So for us, I think the highest month we've ever had was in December. It was a December month. But then sometimes the summer would be slower. And we would say, okay, well, why is that happening? Well, when we knew our audience, that gave us answers. Let's just say, hypothetically, our audience is primarily female, which we found through research and coaching and working with as many of the amazing community members as we have. Okay, holiday season, a lot of people in December... In January are prepping for the next year. So they're focused on self-improvement. They're focused on setting boundaries. Holidays are a stressful time. They're trying to work on themselves. They're trying to self-care. They're trying to learn, grow, evolve, all that. Okay. Why is the summer a little bit slower? Well, if these listeners have children in the beginning of the summer the children out of school, they might not have the same amount of time they once did to do those things. So knowing your audience helps you understand that when you look at your numbers, maybe I expect December will be a high month every year. Maybe I expect that the summer will always be a lower month. Just just food for thought on that. So it just helps us read the data a little bit better. It helps us say, okay, well, this, going back to the title, this title had a certain word in it. it. It worked really well. This title had a certain word in it and it didn't work really well. Why is that? Or this guest did really well. Or this guest didn't do really well. When I drop my episode at 7 in the morning, I get more listens. When I drop it at 5 in the afternoon, I get less listens. Why? Okay. So just the data 
Three, uh, so that's the number two reason you really need to know your audience is because when you know your audience, you can at least know your data a little bit better. Now, here's the big one. Number three, you need to know your audience because you need to know who is in a really, who really, really is an aligned guest. I have been on shows before where they ask questions about podcasting when they shouldn't be asking questions about podcasting based on the rest of their episodes and based on who their audience is or at least who they've told me their audience is. Aligned guests mean somebody who is aligned with the audience. Now, things get wonky because if you look at talk shows or late night television, their guests are people that most people know, so it doesn't really matter that much. And a lot of the big podcasts are kind of similar. They It's different. They're, they're playing a different game because they have access to people that you and I just don't have access to yet or maybe ever, or we don't want access to. So an aligned guest is someone who you feel like you can mesh with, but you also feel like your audience is going to resonate with, the message is going to resonate, whatever value they're bringing is going to resonate. It's just very important to to stay in your niche to a degree. Now, I know a lot of people want to have cool conversations with cool people, and they want to have all sorts of different conversations, and everybody's different. There's no similarities between any of the guests. You can definitely do that. I'm just guessing it's probably going to be harder. Now, I know there's a lot of big podcasts that have succeeded that way, but again, just because they've succeeded that way doesn't mean that's why they've succeeded that way, and it doesn't mean we're going to succeed that way. There's a lot of successful self-improvement podcasts that interview people. We don't interview people anymore just because we went in a different direction because we thought it would be best for the audience, transparently. So titles, reading the data, and aligned guests. What can you do to get to know your audience? This is where like a Facebook group, some sort of group is super important because you get your audience, excuse me, to self-identify. And when somebody self-identifies, this is one of the reasons I like a Facebook group. Because if somebody joins a Facebook group, you can look at their profile and you can kind of get an idea of who they are. If they have a bunch of pictures with animals, they like animals. If they have a bunch of pictures at the beach, they like the beach. If You, you can kind of get an idea. Or, oh, we have a Facebook group, and the first 50 people that joined are all mechanics. Okay, that this is working. Talking to mechanics is working in the way we want it to work. Awesome. Because in an ideal world, we'd be able to create the audience that we want. But it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't really work that way because... We, don't, we either don't know the audience we want in the beginning or we're not the person who's capable of talking to that audience yet. Just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out and a huge thank you to Next Level Podcasting Solutions, Kevin and his team. They have been incredible to work with, very flexible on the spot with any questions that I have or any concerns that I have. When I first started out my podcast, I was doing everything on my own. I have no editing background. I have no podcasting background. I knew nothing about it. And so I was bootstrapping all of this myself while I was still trying to take on my role as a full-time mom. And once I met up with Kevin and we had these discussions and I got on board with adding an editing team, 
Oh my goodness, it just lifted this weight off of me. It lifted my time that I was spending doing my editing. And in the beginning, full transparency, when I was editing just my individual recordings, it was a little more manageable, not super manageable. And then when I started doing my interviews for the podcast, it was hours upon hours of me doing the editing that didn't include any of the promotional material that I am now getting from Kevin and his team, it wouldn't have been sustainable. I would not have been able to keep up with that. So I recommend Kevin and his team. They have done wonderful work in helping me grow my podcast. I have really enjoyed working with the editing team and it definitely feels like more of a team environment versus me hiring them to do a specific job. I mean, we all work collaboratively on the projects that I have and I have these crazy ideas sometimes and they come up with a solution to fit my needs. I, I can't recommend them enough. I've really enjoyed working with them. Kevin and the Next Level Podcasting Solutions, thank you so much for the work that you have done in the past and are continuing to do for me. I'm growing this community and growing this platform with a beautiful team that is working for me and with me to see my vision and and help that come to life. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate you guys. Usually, unless you're some sort of coach or business owner that's been doing this for a long period of time, usually the audience is you a few years ago. It's usually, it's usually someone who values what you value. It's usually someone who's interested in what you're interested in. It, that's not always the case. Because the longer you do it, the more you might shift and the show might shift. So it's just very important to check and recheck who your audience is. So how do you find them? Let me go back to that point. Some sort of Facebook group. Some sort of group in general. Let's just say some sort of group in general. I like Facebook because it's a social media platform that then I can look at their Facebook and say, okay, this person seems like they're similar to the rest of the community we have. Awesome. That's one. The other one is having the consistent pain in the butt activity of going through your social media story and messaging people because you might have people self-identify as listeners. That's another one. For us, we used to have a weekly live podcast where we would talk about it on the podcast throughout the week and say, join us Monday, 6 p.m. We're going to do a live podcast on three ways to improve your relationship. And we would do it on Zoom. We would do it live on Zoom. You'd have access to the room and we'd have an audience. We had a lot of people come and join that we didn't know. They were new to us. We had never met them before, but that helped us understand the audience. Your audience is asking you questions in real time. You're going to understand your audience at a, a deeper level. Keeping a list of everybody who reaches out. If you have a podcast that's three years old and you've had 100 people reach out over the course of those three years, but we've forgotten who most of them are, it's going to be really hard to find patterns in that. So it's unfortunately, it's often the, the stuff that takes more work, but also creates more benefit. It's the Facebook group where you can see people. It's creating the list. It's doing the Instagram story or the Facebook story or the TikTok story, whatever it is, having conversations with the opportunity for someone to say, hey, I listen to your podcast and I love it. Oh, interesting. Another person like the rest of the people that have reached out. Ah, okay. So I think this is one of the most important things long-term. In the short run, in the very beginning, 
I guess in an ideal world, you'd know exactly who you want your audience to be, but sometimes we, we just need lessons. Sometimes we just need time. Sometimes we just need some reps under our belt. Now, here's, the, here's kind of the fourth reason, and this is really the reason I wanted to do this episode. It connects to the last episode about calls to action. Started with a new client recently, and she said, my goal is to get coaching clients from the podcast. She's a very well-established coach. She has many credentials. She knows what she's doing. She's been doing this a long time. I said, okay, awesome. She said, the, the interesting thing about my audience is they tend to know exactly what they want, so I don't foresee freebies being beneficial. And I said, okay, that's really good to know. Based on that, we can shift our call to action to book a, to book a call. A freebie, when I say freebie, I'm just saying maybe a free ebook or a course or something like that. She said, my audience wants to go right for coaching. And I said, okay, so maybe what we do for our call to action is we just say, if you found value in today's episode and you feel like having someone in your corner who has experienced what you've experienced and blah, 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 reach out, click the link in the show notes and we can book a call and get to know each other. And I think she got either two or three clients in the first week. Now, that's... Results not typical, but one of the reasons is because she knows her audience really well. She told me in the very beginning, she said, my audience doesn't want to waste time. If they feel like they need something, they, they move quick. Her knowing her audience is setting her up for success because now everything is a little bit different. But maybe if you have an audience that isn't like that, they need to hear a lot of calls to action and they need you to build a really high level of trust it helps you set proper expectations. I told this client, I said, I am pleasantly surprised, but this is a, a results not typical situation. Usually, you're only a week or two in and you're already getting clients. You're, you got three clients already. That's a very, very rare thing, but it does speak to the importance of knowing your audience and everything you do is super specific. The name of the podcast, the name of the episodes, the stories in the episodes, everything, the language, the verbiage, everything is catered so the fact that she knows exactly who the audience is. So those are really the big points I wanted to make in today's episode. Now, quickly, if you're not a new podcast, you're not going to rebrand, you're not going to rename, you're not going to do any of that, what are a few things that you can do to get to know your audience? We already went over that. But now, based upon a new understanding of your audience, what can you do in terms of your content? You can always rename your podcast and do new artwork. You can do that forever. It can be dangerous rebranding, but you never know. It might be valuable. Your artwork, you can always change that. I don't think there's any downside in changing artwork, honestly. I think it's definitely an upside, especially as you evolve and grow as a brand. But if you are not going to change your content, then in theory, and this is just in theory, if you're not going to change your content, then in theory, your audience should never change. But if you start off doing content that you don't really like and you don't really know what you're doing yet, and then you evolve to a different style of content, then you might end up a bit of what we call lonely land where you're losing listeners and you don't know why. When your content changes, your audience might too. If your audience is there for the content and not for you. Now, it makes it challenging because when we look at podcasts that are super successful, a lot of them are successful just because people like the host. 
and yeah, they have big guests on, but they like the host and they'll listen to whatever the host is doing. That's different than what a lot of us are going to experience. Most people are not tuning into our podcast because they like us. They're tuning into our podcast because they resonate with the message that we're putting out there, the content, the style, personality, guests, whatever it may be. So in closing, maybe one of the reasons if you feel like you're struggling that you are is because you don't really know your audience as well as you think you do. Maybe you haven't done enough proactive work to figure out who they are. We went over a couple of, of points with that. Maybe when you look at the data, you're not able to connect your audience to why the data is the way it is. And maybe you're struggling a little bit to find the most aligned guests because you don't know exactly who your audience would resonate with. So take some time and reflect on who are the people that have reached out? Who are the people in your groups? Who are the people that share the stuff? Who are the people that are on the email list? Who are the people that you know are listening to the podcast? And even if you only know five people, all right, what are the similarities between those five people? Start there. I think that's how we did. We started with three people maybe. Oh, this, this, ah, oh, interesting. They all have this in common. Okay, what does that mean? It's a pain in the butt. It's definitely one of those things that can be a pain in the butt, but it's definitely worth it in the long run. My apologies if I was all over the place today. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. There's uh, There's been some family stuff going on for myself and my wife. So, Yes, our family, they're, they're both our families, but both sides of the family. So I'm a little all over the place this week. It has been mayhem. So my apologies if I was rambling and or missing the mark, jumping around. I do apologize. I wanted to show up for you as always. All right, next week for episode number 77, are you measuring the right results? When I talk to podcasters, sometimes they will say something. And energetically, I can tell that they're saying it because they think it's them winning. And I think they are oftentimes, unfortunately, measuring the wrong results. And if you're measuring the wrong results, you're going to go in the wrong direction. So I want to do an episode on that next week for episode number 77. As always, if you want to book a free 30-minute podcast breakthrough session with me, please do. Link will be in the show notes, not a sales call. My goal will be to add as much value in that 30 minutes as humanly possible. We can talk about titling episodes. We can talk about who your audience is, all of those things. Uh, it's just a 30-minute call away. So that is always my goal. I love, again, just like you trying to figure out who your audience is. I know who my audience is to a degree because I have a podcast about podcasts, but the more information I can get, the better. So if you want to help me figure out who the audience is even more, I would love to do that. Link will be in the show notes. All right, I told you next week, I hope... The microphone is crisp on your end. I hope your Wi-Fi connection is strong. Alan's has been mayhem on his end, so I hope that's going well for you. I hope you're getting more comfortable on camera if you just started recording on video. I hope the content creation is coming. I hope you aren't all over the place like I was today. And I hope your audience is really, really appreciating you and you are getting fulfillment from the podcast. Until next week, keep on crushing it, keep on podcasting, and we will talk to you then. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.